Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I am Carol Howell, your host, and you are my favorite listener, and thank you for doing that. We are here to help you in your caregiving journey. You can find us at letstalkdementia.org. And if you would like to schedule a free 30-minute phone call, I always give you more than 30 minutes anyway, then go to our website, letstalkdementia.org. Click on Calendar of Events and to schedule your appointment. Love hearing from you guys. Today, I want to talk to you about drugs that are being used for Alzheimer's type dementia specifically, but also for other dementias, and do they really work? I have uh, spent a lot of time lately attending classes um, and learning about ways to prevent dementia, um, to prevent Alzheimer's, to help when we have dementia, to reduce the uh, symptoms, and to make the effect of dementia less. Um, can we cure Alzheimer's? Mm, no, I wish I could tell you that yes, uh, there is a cure. There is not. And the medications that are out, such as um, Aricep um, and Namenda, Aricep goes by the name Dinepazil, I believe, and Namenda, I forget the other name for it. The doctor may tell you that it will slow the progression of the disease. That is being proven not to be true. Pretty much the thing that we know specifically that um, Aricep does is upset your belly, give you um, gastrointestinal issues. So, oh, that's not good. Now, it does not for everybody. For my sweet mama, who had gastro issues her whole life, actually did not have a problem with that medication. They think that it might um, slow the dementia a bit, not the disease, but the dementia. But more and more, they're finding out that even that's not true. So what we're doing is we're putting these chemicals in the body of our loved one that probably isn't accomplishing a whole lot. You have to think about that. If you've listened to my show very long, you know I am very much pro natural healing. Um, I think we are a world, we are a society, and I am 59 years old. I know I'm in a generation of people who think, well, there's a medication for everything. I mean, the pharmaceutical world is wonderful, and it is. And there have certainly been times in my life that I've been very thankful for the interventions that are available through medication. I'm not belittling that at all. But it should not be our first line of defense when we are thinking about not having Alzheimer's, not having diseases of the brain that lead to Alzheimer's. And also, it should not be our first line of defense when we're thinking about taking care of our folks who have Alzheimer's type dementia or other dementias. I talk specifically about Alzheimer's right now because the studies, the classes that I've been in show that statistically 30 some percent of folks who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's upon death are um, found to not have Alzheimer's at all. They had dementia for sure but they did not have Alzheimer's yet they were on Alzheimer's medication. Back the truck up. Why are we on a medication for Alzheimer's when we don't have Alzheimer's? Be kind of like taking heart disease medication when you didn't have heart disease. You would go why would I do that? Well, that's a good question. Yet we know in about 30-some percent of the folks who live their 
last years thinking they had Alzheimer's. In fact, they did not. Had dementia, though, because so we got to remember that dementia is caused by lots of reasons. But we know and we are learning more and more that we can prevent Alzheimer's. We can prevent dementia. We can prevent declining and aging, premature aging of the brain. Now, there are things that are going to change with you as you age. This is for sure. But aging of the brain to the point that you cannot function in society is not normal. And in many, many cases, that is preventable. Now, not in every case. There are diseases like early onset Alzheimer's that, well, all bets are off there, um, or, or Pick's disease that comes on especially early in life. But even in the presence of those things, those horrific experiences and diagnosis, um, there are things that we can do that will help the brain function better to one degree or the other. Several of those things are just simple, like getting good sleep, guys. I mean, is there anything better than a good night's sleep? And is there anything more frustrating than being awake all night long? You can count sheep just so many times. And you can solve all the world's problems and think about everything under the sun when you should be sleeping. And that's not good for you. Because as we've learned, that's when your vacuum comes on in your brain and cleans it out. So if you're not sleeping, then no matter how many drugs you're taking for Alzheimer's or for dementia, they're not going to certainly not going to be able to help you if you're not getting good sleep. So we got to get good sleep. We need to have good social interaction even now in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. 70s, whenever age throughout our life, especially if we're looking to prevent cognitive decline, we need good social interaction. We need to be around people we like. Just got through spending time at the pool with my friend Shelby. Her and I go to the pool every morning and she's building a new house and I got in the car and went to see her new house. Just the two of us. We were COVID safe. Um, <laughs> it and everything life. It got to be COVID safe. Words we didn't even know this time last year. But friends and what they mean to us and, the, and that connection that you have with friends. I'm getting to know my neighbors here in um, Florida where we've only lived here almost a year now. Meeting my neighbors. Isn't that just cool? Um, and that's fun to know you've got that social connection. And that is important for your brain health. So that's something you can be working on. We know that if we eat with other people and we don't eat all our meals alone, we digest that food better. That interaction, again, is good. It helps to reduce depression and anxiety. It helps to increase healthy digestion, so less heartburn. And all of those things are good for you. But that digestion being improved and the food processed better in a healthy gut well, that directly affects your brain. Your gut is called your second brain. There are those who call it your first brain. Because think about it. You are laying in bed and you hear a noise that you know is not normal. And you think somebody's coming in your house. You'll feel it in your gut. Yes, you will. Your inside's going to wad up and you're going to be scared and you're going to feel it in your gut. Going to know it in your brain. You're going to feel it in your gut. There's a direct connection between the health of your belly and the health of your brain. So keep that in mind. And that being said, what you put in your body and what you don't put in your body are very important to the health of your brain because that's affecting your gut. I can't express to you how important it is not to eat the junk that's for sale 
on most all of the shelves in the inner part of your grocery store. You need to be shopping those outer edges where there are fresh produce, um, grass-fed meat, eggs that are free-range chickens. Uh, let's see what else. Um, good quality uh, dairy. Be careful there. Be, be careful on dairy. Might want to limit that. But um, especially goat's milk products. That's actually good for you. More so than cow's milk. I can tell you as a person who has an ulcer that um, I don't like. Don't like my ulcer. No, I don't. And every once in a while it decides to talk to me. It will do so if I have had meat or if I have had cow's milk in any form. But I can have almond milk and I can have goat cheese and my little belly stays happy. So I'm glad about that. So be careful what you eat. Think about it. And if it's in a box or in a bag, if the label, if it has a label, basically if it just has a label of ingredients, well, then you should probably shouldn't be eating it. I can tell you I spent $23 yesterday at my neighborhood farmer market, farmer's market. I didn't buy one thing that had a label. Not one. I know what's in it. Cucumber is in a cucumber. And that's all. Butternut squash is in a butternut squash, and that's all. So I know I'm not putting things in my body that when it gets in my body, my body goes, what the heck is this? I don't know how to process this, this substance that has 49 letters in it that the person who owns me cannot pronounce, but yet they put it in here. So don't eat that junk. Just don't do it. going to make you healthier then hopefully we won't need those drugs that cause dementia. And if you're feeding your loved one that way, you're going to increase their health. Their brain's going to work better. Their belly's going to be help healthier. And when their belly's healthier, their brain's going to work better. Oh, my word, it's just wonderful. You guys have a great day. Blessings and smiles. And write me. Go to the website and write me if I can help you. Take care. Bye-bye. A special thank you to our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families, 800-352-2919 or www.navf.org. Contact them for information regarding benefits for the veteran or the spouse of the veteran. Tell them Carol sent you. National Association of Veterans and Families. They speak veteran, so you don't have to. HD Imports, located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, wonderful mechanics for the repair and maintenance of Honda, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, and Kia. HD Imports, 803-985-0985. I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find all of our resources at our website, letstalkdementia.org. Our podcasts, our videos, our books, our blogs, and a form where you can contact me are all right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings and smiles.